I'm not 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Me. 
JM in the AM. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. How's everybody doing? Uh, Breslov Bar Band with a song they call Lachad Odi. Shia Rubenstein, Leif Tahar, and Zevi Kaufman with their versions of Lachad Odi. Mayor Sherman, he had Proke and Curry Bone. Shlomo Kalbach with Yachad. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. JM in the AM at 22 minutes before 7 o'clock on a Friday, October the 8th. Day number two in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5782, Tough Shin Pei Bays. It's Erev Shabbos Parsha's Noach with candle lighting time at 6.06 on this Erev Shabbos. 6.06 is candle lighting time in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Again, candle lighting in New York, 6.06. Well, we'll bench Bahab this Shabbos. Bahab starts Monday, Monday, Thursday, and then Monday, Mazal Tov to those who are completing Maseches Beitza and Daf Yomi that happens Sunday. Hatzlach to those who are starting Maseches Rosh Hashanah that begins on Monday. Speaking of Monday, Monday is Columbus Day, and Monday we are heading to Florida. Monday night, we expect to see you, all the wonderful Floridians, at Beth Israel Congregation on West 40th Street in Miami Beach. We'll be there between 7 and 10, recording Tuesday mornings, JM and the AM with Rabbi Bixen and I'm sure hundreds of amazing people down there in Florida. So join us at Beth Israel Congregation this coming Monday. Um, what can I tell you? We're recording Tuesday mornings, JM and the AM, and it should be amazing. On Tuesday, we're going to visit the Hebrew Academy, the legendary Hebrew Academy, with Rabbi Guttenberg and his uh, amazing staff and students. We'll be there Tuesday, and that'll be Wednesday mornings, JM and the AM. So we've got a couple of days down in Florida, a big week coming up next week. A big thank you to Ralph Rosenbaum, New Jersey chair of our Jewish Unity Initiative. And um, he'll be joining us, Bezrat Hashem. And it should be a wonderful journey down to uh, the Sunshine State. As I keep saying, we will be uh, <laughs> we'll be doing what it seems everyone else doing. Everyone else is doing, and that is heading to Florida. <laughs> we'll be we'll be doing what half of America has done. <laughs> Uh, what half of America has done uh, over the last year and a half, and that is head down to the Sunshine State. <laughs> Pretty funny, but actually almost 100% true. <laughs> I know it's not half of the country, but it's a lot of people. 63 degrees, a mix of sun and clouds, and a high of 77. Partly cloudy, maybe some rain tonight, low 62. Cloudy Shabbos with a high of 70. We're at 82 in Yerushalayim, 63 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. And I'm glad you are tuned in and with us on a Friday morning era of Shabbos. Malcolm Honline is traveling. Malcolm Honline is traveling. So we will not have our uh, usual weekly update this week. Please, God, it will return next week at 7.40 a.m. Eastern time right here at JM in the AM. I know there's a lot to discuss. I know there's a lot to go through. Believe you me, I know there's a lot to discuss and a lot to go through. Um... But we can't discuss it or go through it today because I, I believe Malcolm, you know, I don't remember now if he mentioned on the air where he might go. He mentioned it to me off the air. But anyway, he is, I believe, in a foreign country today. He is traveling, and um, he will, please God, rejoin us next Friday on the 15th of October. All right, so that's the um, that's the update regarding the weekly update. How do you like that? The update regarding the weekly update. Um, 
Shabbat Shalom Yisrael. That's listener Tikva on the app. Thank you, Tikva. Best regards to everybody. Um, oh, someone has a comment from the Erev Shabbos show, which aired at 3 a.m. Uh, something about Edot HaMizrach. I have to make sure Mark sees that comment. Um, only Smachot says, have a wonderful Shabbos NSN listeners from Yudi Silber in Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you, Yudi. And listener Chaya says, hey, students, teachers, and administrators, we made it to the end of a full week of class. Uh, we made it to the end of a full week of class. Shabbat Shalom. Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe that this time last week we had only one day of school under our belt <laughs> after the Yom Tov season. It really is hard to believe. Time is funny. It plays tricks on you. I'll tell you that much. And here we are a week later after a great full week. Next week in Florida on two, for Tuesday and Wednesday's JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in as we, uh, please God, have uh, plenty of excitement dur- and good excitement, happy excitement, exciting excitement during this year 5782 here at JM in the AM. More coming up. Yaakov Shweki's next at JM in the AM. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh 
Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Oh, a bunch of great selections from Yaakov Shweki. I really got into the mood for his music, um, especially the brand new music. Hamalach, a toast for life, and Bosch Shabbos. Yaakov Shweki, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos at JM in the AM. Candle lighting 606 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are next week. You know where we are. We're in Florida. We're doing what half of the uh, Jewish world did, or half of the world, I should say, half of America. I know, it's all an exaggeration. Trust me, I know. Uh, did during COVID, and that's head down to the Sunshine State. 
We are at uh, Beth Israel Congregation with Ari Bixen and Company on Monday night starting at 7 p.m. That'll be uh, Tuesday mornings, J.M. and the A.M. And then we are uh, Tuesday at the Hebrew Academy, and that will be uh, Wednesday mornings, J.M. and the A.M. So make sure to be tuned in. Make sure to be uh, make sure to be with us throughout all of our programming. Great programming uh, all through the day today, as you would suspect. After all, this is the Nahum Siegel Network. And after all, we have a uh, an incredible lineup all the time. Table for two with Naomi Nachman at 9 a.m., the Arab Shabbos Show Encore with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That's going to be at 10 a.m. Arab Shabbos Music Mix, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Final hour at about 5 p.m. Eastern Time, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. It's all happening. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, Siegel with Avrami. Matis with J.M. Sunday, Sunday morning, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. We got you covered all weekend long, I'm proud to say, to say the least. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Galaitzal in the background. Do our news from Israel coming up. Harry Rothenberg will join us and plenty more. Malcolm Holmline is uh, is traveling he returns next week to JMM. Gali Tzal, Israel Army Radio, next. Gali Tzal, Asha Shtaim. Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Gai Novotni, Im Ma Shekore Achshav. Gever Ben Shishim, Hitmotet, Kechol Anire Al Reka Refui, Samuch Lechof Zvulon Beherzliya. Katabenu Ben Netzer Moser, Shetzevet Mada Bitzea, Bo Pulot Achia Bachof, Ufina Oto Bimatzav Loyatziv, Levet Acholim Echilov, Betel Aviv. צעיר בן 20 נפצע באורח בינוני באירוע אלימות ברחוב ארגמן בראשון לציון. חופשים הוא פרמדיקים של מדה פינות או לקבלת טיפול רפואי בבית החולים וולפסון בחולון. פרס נובל לשלום לשנת 2021 הוא עונה כיום לשני עיתונאים מרוסיה ומהפיליפינים. העיתונאים דימיטרי מורטוב ומריה רסה זכו על פי ועדת הפרס בסטוקולם בזכות מאבקם האמיץ למען חופש הביטוי בשתי המדינות. עוד הוסיפו בוועדה כי הם עומדים על אידיאלים בעולם שבו הדמוקרטיה וחופש העיתונות מוגבלים יותר ויותר. המשורר מרדכי גלדמן הלך הלילה לעולמו בגיל 75 בעקבות מאבק במחלת הסרטן. גלדמן זכה במשך השנים בפרס ברנר, פרס היצירה לסופרים עבריים ופרס ביאליק. כתב תחום התרבות, בנימין כהן ג'קופס מציין, כי המשורר פרסם את שני ספרי השירה האחרונים שלו לפני כשנתיים, אשר נשאו את השם הלכתי שנים לצדך, כרך ג' וסהר על סירה. השר לביטחון הפנים, עומר ברלב, התייחס היום להחלטת בית המשפט שקיבל את ערעורו של מתפלל שהורחק מהר הבית, ואמר ששינוי במצב הקיים יסכן את שלום הציבור ועלול לגרום להתלקחות. עוד הוסיף, מדינת ישראל דוגלת בחופש הפולחן והתפילה לכולם, עם זאת, נוכח ההשלכות הביטחוניות, יש לקיים את המצב הקיים. כך השר ברלב, מדבריו הביאה כתבתנו לענייני משטרה, הדס שטייף. בעקבות הוראת שר הרווחה מאיר כהן להפסיק את הפצת הפרסומת ברשתות החברתיות של המשרד בנושא אלימות במשפחה בחברה הערבית עם הראפר תאמר נפר, הודיע הזמר שהפצתה לא תיפסק. נפר הבהיר, הפרסום החשוב הזה של בית לין נצרת שפונה לילדים ולנוער, קורבנות של אלימות מינית ופיזית בחברה הערבית, ימשיך למען הקורבנות ובשבילם. ראש התחום הפוליטי יניר קוזין מוסר שהפרסומת תופץ אם כי לא בתמיכת משרד הרווחה. מלשכת השר כהן נמסר כי אינה עורך הצרטונים של עמותות, אולם היא בהחלט ערה לרחשי ציבור, בפרט במקרה הנ"ל בו פנו גם חיילי צה"ל. מזג האוויר לסוף השבוע, היום בהיר עם עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות, יעשה חם ויבש מהרגיל העונה. אחר הצהריים תנשבנה רוחות צפוניות ערות לאורך מישור החוף, מחר תחול ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות.
אלה החדשות. But the people laughed and still kept doing wrong For the people all said, come round, come round, he's making a boat The people all said, come round, come round, he's making a boat And the animals came on under two or seven pairs Came on the boat, come round, come round, come round, come round Come round, he's making a boat For 40 days and nights I said the rain would pour from heaven And even though I said People please enlist There they all stood My pleading went unheeded Soon they all disappeared Into the mist For the people said don't care We're not going on your ship People all said don't care We're not going on your ship And the animals came on And as I looked, the rain had stopped from heaven <laughs> A little dove came and I sent her overboard And I gave thanks And I hollered, God did save me Then I planted a new vineyard on the shore And I said to them, all come round Come round, I'm making a boat I said to them, all come round Come round, I'm making a boat And they ended up six feet under Couldn't even stay above and float Come round, come round, come round, come round Come round, he's making a boat cracks 
It's cloudy and ice no rain There's no memory left of a garden We're cursed by the mark of Cain The two-legged animal that's been called man Has terrorized mountain and plain And the ones here Lord and order should be counted among the insane. Hand me my hammer, tar up the cracks, it's cloudy and I smell rain. Someday the heavens will burst, you'll be warned by the silence. Someday the rain's gonna come. Quench your thirst for violence yeah. their neighbor 
who stole and ran with all kind. Was a world where all sounds of laughter accompany torment and pain. Hand me my hammer, tar of the crest. It's cloudy and I smell rain. Hand me my hammer, tar of the cracks. It's cloudy. J.M. in the A.M. You know what the, uh, you know what that song is called? The Flood. It's called The Flood. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos with Avram Rosenblum and Diaspora. Yeah, it's called The Flood. That's what it's called. It's a good song. For those of you who are having mobble cake this Shabbos. <laughs> and according to Miriam Alwalik, a lot of people are having rainbow cake. And rainbow chalas. Uh, yeah, the flood, the rainbow, lots of water, a lot of different themes in this morning's, or I should say tomorrow morning's Parsha. This week's Parsha. J.M. and the A.M. You heard um, uh, Schlockrock with Come Round, He's Making a Boat. That's a reference to Noah. Come Round, He's Making a Boat. Friday morning, Irish Shabbos Parsha's Noah. Harry Rothenberg has some beautiful words about Parsha's Noah. Here he is on a uh, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos at J.M. and the A.M. You want to change the world, son. So do I. Although the flood only lasted 40 days, Noah and his family spent an entire year in the ark. One commentator wonders why was that necessary? God could have had the waters subside in less time. And he answers, because Noah and his family were going to rebuild the world. And so God wanted them to spend an entire year working on themselves with respect to one specific character trait, kindness. Take care of those animals in that mobile zoo for a year. In fact, Noah, towards the very end of his life, had a visitor, one of his descendants, a young man named Avraham, Abraham, who came to spend some time with Noah and his family. And Avraham once asked Noah's son, Shem, what did you do on the ark? And Shem said, let me tell you what we didn't do. We didn't sleep. We took care of those animals 24-7. It's not a coincidence that Avraham went on to become the first Jew. Because the Jewish people had to be built, just like humanity when it restarted, the Jewish people at the outset, we had to be built on the strongest possible foundation of kindness. Look up kindness in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of Abraham's smiling face. And 
this wasn't a case of chicken and the egg, which came first. Avram certainly didn't become the first Jew and then say, you know, I'm the first Jew. I really ought to be a nicer guy now. Better start working on kindness. No, that's why he was chosen, because of the trait of kindness they had shown previously. We know who he is. He's the guy that went to bat for the wicked people of Sodom when they were condemned to death, arguing with God himself, saying, God, how can you do this? And like in every week's Torah portion, what a great lesson for us right now as we leave our own arcs and head out to what will hopefully soon be a fully post-pandemic world. What better way to rebuild that world and rebuild ourselves than by engaging in acts of kindness towards each other. There was a famous rabbi who taught in the yeshiva in Israel many years ago, and he would tell his students, I don't want you to go to sleep at night unless you had previously performed that day or evening three acts of kindness for someone else, a fellow student, the staff, a rabbi, somebody out on the street, teaching them the importance of kindness, not just as an addition, a cute little adjunct to what they were studying, but as the foundation itself for their study. Not a bad idea for us to take on. Three acts of kindness every day. How do we change the world? One act of random kindness at a time. One act of random kindness.
there's nothing left There's nothing left here Cause you washed it away Washed it away Washed it away Now it's all gone Washed it away Washed it away Washed it away Now we're alone Save me because I believed And saw through morality But why this way? Why this way? Spare for me my family And wildlife lives happily But why this way?
J.M. in the A.M. Woo! Pretty amazing medley from Micha Gammerman. Yoshi Fruchter before that with Noah's Song. Remember that Noah's Song from the album? I think the album is entitled Beyond the Book, if I'm not mistaken. He also had an Adam song, which I did not play last week, which I should have. Uh, he calls it Adam's Song. Uh, but we can play that another time here at J.M. in the A.M. Um, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Parsha's Noah, candle lighting 606 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Bahab starts Monday. We've got um, Daf Yomi, Mazel Tov to those finishing Beits on Sunday. Hatzlach Harabah to those starting Rosh Hashanah on Monday. Hope all goes well as you continue your pursuit through the ocean of Talmud. Uh, Monday's Columbus Day. Also, Monday's the day that we're going to be down in Florida. Join us, Floridians. Floridians, Miami Beach people, join us. Beth Israel Congregation, 7 p.m. this coming Monday night. 7 p.m. this coming Monday night. We'll be there to record Tuesday morning's JM in the AM live from, uh, well, Monday night we'll be live from Beth Israel Congregation down in Florida. Join us. Should be a lot of fun. We'll be there between 7 and 10 with Ari Bixen and the amazing people in Miami Beach. Tuesday, we're going to visit the Hebrew Academy, the legendary Hebrew Academy down in Miami. We'll do Wednesday morning show there on Tuesday. Big week coming up next week here at JMA. Make sure to be tuned in. And again, if you're in Florida, do whatever you need to do to join us. Come join us between 7 and 11 p.m. Monday night, this coming Monday night at Beth Israel Congregation down in Florida. Looking forward to it. Our friends at Gaia Coffee have made having a cup of fresh brewed coffee as easy as possible and as delicious as possible. The website is GaiaCoffee.com. G-A-I-A Coffee.com. You know what you do? You pour the hot water into your mug, into your glass. You toss in the Gaia fresh brewed coffee bag. It's literally a bag. You let it steep for a couple of minutes and you have the most delicious, incredible fresh brewed cup of coffee. That's what it's all about. It's getting into the retail stores, by the way. We'll have the exact date for you when it's going to be in the retail stores. Me- meanwhile, go to GaiaCoffee.com, save 15% with promo code radio. GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A, Coffee.com, 15% off with promo code radio. Check it out. They're also on social media, uh, Gaia Coffee Roasters on uh, Instagram, Gaia-Coffee-Roasters on Facebook. Check them out today.
This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. We had a whole discussion about kishka yesterday in the live lunch. And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Try A&H today. If I was going to Aaron's Casino Farms, I might pick, pick up some A&H today, but... I fooled everybody. They're going to be completely confused by my shopping schedule. I went there yesterday. I was at Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens yesterday. A complete turnaround, a uh, complete about-face, a, com- <laughs> a complete change in my usual schedule. Uh, anyway, best regards to everybody at Aaron's Casino Farms. They are amazing. And that is an understatement. Um, oh, don't forget that we had an incredible interview earlier this week with Rabbi uh, Mayer did. The book is called The uh, Power of Chinuch. And uh, if you go to artscroll.com, you save, uh, well, you save, plus you get free shipping if you use promo code radio. You know the rule. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Rabbi Mayer did's brand new book is The Power of Chinuch. If you missed the interview, head to the archives at nachomsiegel.com or on the NSN app. Feel free to comment on the app. I want to thank AJA Carpool number 204, ready to serve their famous Parsha's Noach Kiddish. They will have mobble cake and all, according to listener Daniel. He's not skimping on the uh, annual Parsha's Noach Kiddish. Mobble cake. Uh, The more time goes by, the more I realize how corny, in fact, that joke is, you know? I thought it was clever when I was younger. Now I just look at it as uh, as cornier than ever. <laughs> Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, JM and the AM. Malcolm Honline is traveling. Malcolm Honline is traveling. Will not be able to join us today. The next weekly update, please God, will be on the 15th of October, one week from today. Make sure to be tuned in here at JM in the AM. Shabbos, the Kabbalah, Oy Lechah, 
J.M. in the A.M. went uh, a little bit back into uh, modern Jewish music history with Deddy and that one, Kihem Chayenu. Uh, before that, Shlomo Katz with both the uh, Likrat Shabbat and Boi Shalom. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos at J.M. in the A.M. Malcolm Honline normally with us at this time. He's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He is traveling this week. Malcolm Honline is traveling this week. He will rejoin us, please God, for the weekly update next week, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time here at JM in the AM. I want to thank our friends at JewishWorldReview.com and remind everybody, if you're looking for thousands of articles to print out before Shabbos, and the printing time, by the way, is is getting shorter and shorter. Candlelighting in New York is 6.06, so if you want to print out articles, make sure to do it earlier in the day. I always, pan- I always panic this time of year. i got to remind people how things are getting earlier and earlier. Uh, so 6.06, candlelighting time in New York. Uh, anyway, go to jewishworldreview.com and print out thousands of articles about Israel and the Jewish world before Shabbos and enjoy them. Or, or, you, or you can read them the other six days a week also, by the way. Go to jewishworldreview.com and you'll see what I mean in terms of their comprehensive presentation of articles, columnists, news, etc., etc. A lot of great stuff from around the Jewish world, jewishworldreview.com. Our good friend Mayor Kay made a major announcement recently when we discovered it, which I think was Cholomoid Sukkis that we discovered the major announcement. When we discovered it, we said, you know what? we got to get Mayor Kay on the air. Mayor Kay, of course, has been producing our Kosher Halftime Show for many, many years, has been an amazing friend and partner with us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. 
He is um, normally on the West Coast. I, I, I know it's our loss that he normally is on the West Coast. Today he happens to be he's he comes to New York and we're heading to Florida. Um, today he happens to be on the East Coast, and I thought it was a great opportunity to wake him up early and to find out about what his big announcement was regarding High Lifeline, a big announcement regarding High Lifeline and something that Mayor Kay has made a commitment to undertake. Mayor Kay, what a pleasure to wish you a Shana Tova and welcome you back to JM in the AM. Shana Tova, Nachum, an honor to be back on the air with you. It's so good to be here. And, uh, you know, uh, what a move. You know, like you call it, like, like a good uh, Yiddish guy, you're heading down to Florida. So <laughs> yeah. lucky, lucky Florida to, uh, to be down there. It's funny. I keep saying that we're doing what half the country did over the last 18 months. We're going to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now it's going to become a real trend. Now that you're here, <laughs> oh, so uh, thank you. They, they were waiting for me before everybody hops aboard, huh? <laughs> roll out the roll red carpet. That's it. And let me let me just say that's no big deal these days to wake me up so early because I'm already up early due to this commitment you're talking about. I know. Days, I know. There are two reasons why the clock is friendly to Mayor K this morning. There are two reasons. Number one, he's normally on the West Coast, so we'd literally be speaking to him at 4.50 in the morning where he would be, and he'd be sounding a lot more groggy than he does now. The second thing is that Mayor Kay has made a commitment, and that's the big announcement that we're going to be talking about in a second, that actually gets him up very, very early in the morning. What time do you tend to wake up these days? So I'm, I'm, I wake up these days, not as early as you, Nakam, but I think the <laughs> clock is in my time, you know. Pretty uh, yeah, early, pretty early. 45, 6. Yeah, yeah, to wake up and because I got a lot of work to do before my day begins. Now, what we know it because we see some of the work you're doing online and uh, the way you inspire people is amazing. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, when did you decide? And and the big announcement for those who are curious uh, is that you are going to be back here in the New York area the first Sunday in November to actually run in the New York City Marathon, and you're doing it with Team Lifeline. We mentioned High Lifeline earlier. You're doing it with Team Lifeline. How did this start? When when did this idea uh, begin to roll around in your head that you're going to be attempting to run over 26 miles in New York City? That's a great question. So, yes, a month from yesterday will be the New York Marathon, the 50th year. We'll be celebrating, pushed off from last year due to COVID. And, you know, I always wanted to – I've always had to push myself, mentally, spiritually, and, and physically as well. And so I got – Involved with Team Lifeline, the organization that supports High Lifeline, years ago when they came recruiting during Camp Silka. And Moshi Turk, an incredible guy who runs the organization, he came and he's charismatic and he pumped us up. And I was like, sign me up. And that first year, <laughs> I pushed my camper at the time, Moshi Morial, a legend, in a wheelchair for 13.1 miles in the Miami Marathon. The half marathon. That, the half and, marathon. In the half, yeah, in Miami. And that sort of sparked my interest into like, into do, getting involved in Team Lifeline, to get involved with physical activity in such a way that, that helps organizations. And I did that half for a couple of years, and then I came back as a motivator for the team. And then two years ago, it just clicked with me. I was like, Mayor, it's time to push yourself a little bit more. And the New York Marathon, everybody talks about it. I got a glimpse about it on TV. I saw the excitement. I saw the energy. And so I figured, let me do this with Team Lifeline. And it was around this time two years ago, I was training. I was training for months at a time. And then six weeks before the marathon, Nahum, 
I was driving my motorcycle and then I got hit by a minivan and ended up in the hospital. Yeah. And um and that derailed my plans uh for that for that summer for that for that year, that season. That was but thank tw- God. That was twenty nineteen and then twenty twenty gets canceled because of the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So mayor, mayor, ha- and this will be the first full, right? The only reason I emphasized half marathon earlier is because this this is this is the real deal, right? New York is always full marathon, and you're going to be doing the full 26 miles, right? Yes, yes, 100%. This is my first time ever going for it. It's a lot of work and training to, to get to this part, uh, to get to this level for now over three and a half months. Um, I even got myself a running coach. <laughs> I really invested <laughs> in this because – I really want to give it my all. I really want to do it right. I want to. I want to be able to finish it off strong, and to be healthy throughout, and uh, and to really make um, to really make a staple that this is something that that's important to me, and it is because yeah. I know um, a lot of the kids are watching, and a lot of the family is, and yeah. uh, I want to. I want to do this. I want to go big. I think you and I first actually met at a High Lifeline event, if I'm not mistaken, many many years ago. Um, wasn't that yes. yeah that bowling Harry. event right that bowling event was a high lifeline event Mayor K is with us by the way a running coach you know a running coach usually has a different disposition than you're used to you're used to friendly and smiley and all you know and all you know make nice to everybody the running coach is going to slap you around Mayor and he's gonna he's gonna make you make sure to yell and scream until you get to the point you need to get to. <laughs> 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 well, thank, thankfully these days, uh, my, my running coach is actually based in uh, LA, and I'm here in New York. So I, I, that's perhaps part of the reason why I travel to New York so often these days. You know, we keep the distance. <laughs> and you're doing the. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know much about running, uh, although I have staff members that are runners. Um, what could you tell us about the training process? Is this something you have to do every morning? You have to do it six days a week. You have to pick and choose and plan out with your coach exactly when you're doing the long runs. How does that work? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of detail. Earlier on when you're doing the shorter runs, then, yes, you could go for the three, five miles. But as it goes built on, and you, there's also, you have to start focusing on what kind of eating regimen are you getting, where you're getting your energy from, especially on the long runs, like you mentioned. Right. We're going to run for 17 miles. We, you know, you, you can go around maybe Prosser Park if, you know, 20 times, but it's, it gets a little boring. So right. you start planning that out, going over the bridges, going up the Westside Highway, maybe you'll go, running all the way to Central Park, doing a loop, running back to Crown Heights. You know, you start figuring out, and it's a beautiful way. I did some traveling recently on the East Coast. I went to Boston, and Boston is a beautiful city to run along. So it's a really, for me, it's been a very interesting and, and uh, a new way to experience new cities, new places that I go to. I end up in upstate New York for a Shabbos, you know, to run around those, the mountains and the hills over there is beautiful. But it takes a lot of time. And on a day where you do a long run, I run a long run, there's a science to it. If, you, if I don't get a good meal in within two hours after my run, then the rest of my day, I just have a bottomless pit of hunger. And what is and what and what is a good meal? Like you would eat what? Um, so following up, it's it's a good it's to get great you know get some fruit and I get a smoothie, um, filling myself up on the good healthy foods, um, protein, some good carbs. Um, the night before, to do like a I'll have some pasta, some a carb up unload and just like load up on the carbs. Um, in so the morning, you, I would have a banana. So you have to pass. And, uh, you, you, so you have to pass on the pastries at the Brooklyn Artisan Bakehouse. You can't have those now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, you know these days in my long runs, you know I, I burn so many calories. I, I you know I treat myself there and there, but the body, it's, it's, it's it's so cool because the body gets so. Uh, so sensitive that even something like that doesn't even interest me anymore. Shh, interesting. But, 
That's yeah, interesting. Just, you know, I want, I'd rather have an apple than a, than a pastry these days. Wow. Well, just, you know, in their defense, Brooklyn Artisan Bakehouse does have some items that you'll enjoy. So it's not, it's not, oh, like, it's have, not like all their choices are only pastries. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, they have one of the best, you know, cinnamon, cinnamon pastries. Yes, I know. They're, they're unbelievable. Mayor Kay is with us. So what's the longest you've done? The longest run you've done during this whole training process is? Last week, um, I did seventeen miles. Seventeen. So, do and you do do you end up doing twenty six before the first Sunday in November, or that's the first time you'll end up doing twenty six? Yes. Yeah, so Sunday will be the first time, which is for me a little frightening. I'm right. just trusting the process. Everybody yeah. says how the adrenaline will carry you through. Before the tra- the marathon, I'll be running twenty miles. So next week, right. God willing, I'm going to run like nineteen, and then the week after that, twenty. And then the week before, you taper off. And they yeah, always they, the they always talk about the wall on the twenty six. Is there a wall in a in a seventeen or a twenty also? Like, is there also Ooh. that big that big challenge? Yeah, there, that wall is something that I'm like I'm thinking about not too hard because I don't want to like you know manifest it. But yeah, I as of now I haven't hit the wall. I feel good. I feel strong in my runs. Uh, so thank God that's happening. But who's to say what's going to happen at mile twenty three or twenty four? But. Right. I um I'm keeping the faith and I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting the training and that um that we're gonna finish that line, finish line with uh with a big smile on my face and I'll be like, What? That's it? Well, at least you're better off than me. My wall is two hundred yards. <laughs> that's that's when I hit the wall after about two hundred yards. <laughs> so, <laughs> Listen, Malcolm, after this phone call, I'll share with you the uh, I'll share with you my coach's uh, number. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be an interesting conversation. All right, two more things. Obviously, uh, the second one is how people can support High Lifeline and why they should. And obviously, you're a great vehicle to do so. And we'll talk about that. Obviously, that's the main thing and the main reason I invited you on. I want to help you fundraise. I want to help you get as much money for High Lifeline. As possible, but before we get to that, Mayor K, look, we've worked a lot together. People know you very, very well not not just from here, but obviously from a million other places. There's no way that you're doing the New York City Marathon and you're simply running 26 miles. I I know you have to be one of those guys that is thinking of what costume and what shtick and what and what special thing is going to be done while you're running uh, to call people's attention to the happiness and pleasantness of life. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> you know me well, nothing. You know me well. You know me well. <laughs> You're not wasting this opportunity. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there's that. That we're gonna roll out day of, but uh, there's definitely it's important to um, on such a mon- monumental occasion to, to to try to shine a little more light, and especially when you're running, you're and as you show up in life, as you know, the whole idea of Kedush Hashem, like your yep. vehicle to yep. spread a message. So. Why not even do so um, on on the streets while running throughout New York City? And by, you're, you're, and, and by the way, this is not a criticism, and those of those people who know how well you and I know each other know it's not a criticism. I'm just curious: Have you decided if it's going to be a noticeably Jewish outfit, or or more likely a more parv approach on the day of the marathon? Great question. Um, it's, I, I definitely it's going to be a universal message. Got it. And um, and you won't say a word before that morning. Like you're not giving us any more information about this today. Oh yeah, yeah. This is you know we're gonna we have something to look forward to. And will and but there really can't be interaction. In other words, you could dress a certain way and call attention to yourself. But what you normally do, which is interact with people and do cool, fun, nice, loving things, that that you really wouldn't be able to do. Or am I am I wrong? Is there still opportunity for that while you're running with fifty thousand other people? 
I think it shows up in different ways, you know, and, and perhaps we know this time, you know, with that, without the, the video camera, there's so many opportunities, I believe, that throughout I'll be able to, to encourage people and to cheer people on who are running, who are on the side, who are on the sidelines cheering us on, and maybe perhaps the opportunity to help somebody along the way will be there. You see, I'm not, I'm, I would love to run for time, but at the same, right. at the same time, um, I'm also looking to, I know for something like this marathon, it's my first one, to really enjoy Enjoy, enjoy the enjoy right. the journey, and you and will so, have. Um, I mean, I, I assume you will have some type of camera, iPhone, or something with you, right? Or or not? Yeah, I am actually right. in the process of like you know building my vlog. I'm building like a, a, a video vlog of of my process of training, and then the day of. So I am going to have something that I'll dish out afterwards. That will right. just you know have a nice little clip around it. And like you mentioned, Nachum, it's really all for a great cause. It's it's, it's not just time to go and. And run a marathon. You know, everything I try to do in life is, is with a with a deeper purpose, and uh, and it's and it's for the kids. It's for the kids of High Lifeline that um, I'm showing up to do this, and it's uh it's a really simple and easy way. Team TeamLifeline.org. You can find my uh, under participants my name Mayor K M E I R K A Y, and uh, you can give what you can. And why you asked why Team Lifeline? Why High Lifeline? Well. You know, this organization has been around for so many years, and they help incredible, incredible kids who show up to life with insane challenges, who are battling cancer and chronic illnesses, and they give them what the joy of life, and they remind them what it means to be a kid again, and they help the families with so many different types of resources. And I've seen firsthand for many, many summers and throughout the year what they do and how the transformation takes place, yeah. and I'm sold. I'm sold. So, yeah, I mean, um, look, so many people. Where I can, I, I try yeah. to help out. As you know, so many people in this audience are very familiar, both firsthand and secondhand, hopefully more secondhand, uh, with the work of High Lifeline. Uh, but there are also people listening who may not be, be as familiar, and uh, you're certainly going to help call attention to it. Go to teamlifeline.org, everybody. Teamlifeline.org. One of our favorites, Mayor Kay, is among the tens of thousands of participants in the New York City Marathon, and he is raising money. For High Lifeline, teamlifeline.org, when you look at the participants list, you look for Mayor K, M-E-I-R-K-A-Y. If you search by first name, it's M-E-I-R. If you search by last name, it's K-A-Y, teamlifeline.org, teamlifeline.org. Give as much as you can and help Mayor reach his goal and beyond in order to help the uh, the kids of High Lifeline. It is a, an amazing organization, a great effort. And uh, everybody on Team Lifeline, good luck to you at the New York City Marathon. Um, Mayor, what did you learn? (laughs) Obviously, you've done so many interesting things, including over the last few months. Um, So I could ask you about about many of them, but let's concentrate on one. What did you learn from the experience of hydrating strangers in New York City, of actually going out on one of the hottest days this past summer and filling up cups of water and lemonade for strangers in New York. I don't know why I think if I would do that, I would be looked at a certain way and avoided for the rest of the day. Why, why didn't it work that way for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, that was one, uh, one amazing day. And uh, the summer is a great time here in New York. And, and it, it was a something, it was, it was a same heat wave. And the responses were, were, were quite, quite amazing. I, I found this incredible hydration pack, backpack with this three-liter cylinders, two of them, on that go on my back that connect to these dispensers. And I had a whole pack of the cups, and I'm running around New York City and literally giving out lemonade and water 
to the masses. And uh, it's incredible what a one cup of water, H2O, how far H2O could go. How many, really. how, many do you, uh, how many do you think you gave out total? Do you know? you have any clue? Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I mean, over 100? 100. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, and what yeah, was, what just, was the was, best response? I mean, again, you know, for someone like me who thinks people would look at me really strangely, what were some of the really sweet responses you got? You know what it is? For me, the responses in this case were the, the shock and surprise. Like, why? You know, right. like, what? It's free? Like, in New York City also, there's always, and it seems like there's always a price to pay. There's always something. And, like, it's, it's like, hey, just I want, to, I want you to pass on that kindness to somebody else. I just want to see your smile. I just want to have you know, you have a great day. <laughs> and it just sometimes you fall into this rat race, into this tunnel vision of existence here, and you forget how to live. And, uh, and, and that people matter. And you're not just, uh, you know, a number on a sheet of statistics. Like, you know, you're a person. You deserve to, like, feel good. And, to, and you have the power to make someone else feel good. So that's just a little reminder. And really it's less about the water, but it's really about the conversation that takes place around right. the water. Yeah, you know, it's like that's an opening to yeah. go ahead and say, hey, how are you doing today? What's going on? What can you do? Yeah. Uh, what can I do to help you? What can you do to make someone else's day better? Yeah, you're, so having, you're, really having, just a you're having your own beer summit a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> just just getting together exactly. and just getting together and shooting the breeze but without that initial cup of lemonade or, or lemonade or water it just wouldn't happen it just you know it just it, it, the, the encounter would uh, would never begin and you use it yeah, as an amazing way down. yeah mm-hmm. exactly it's pretty amazing yeah um, I'll, you know, you, you're spending all this time in Los Angeles. I'll never forget. I'll never forget when David Letterman did his first show in LA, when he left New York to do a week in LA, like 30 years ago, I'm sorry for showing my age. He comes out on stage and the first thing he says is, boy, there's so many differences between New York and Los Angeles. Did you know that in Los Angeles, the police officers do not accept tips? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was now, now. First, first of all, today out there it might be different. But what is the difference between New York and LA, and especially vis-a-vis the Jewish community? Is there any generality that you think is accurate that you could that you could tell us that that gives you a flavor of what's difference between different between us here and us there? Oh man, well, whew, the the Jewish community uh, uh, is focusing on the Jewish community. There's it's it's. It's so warm. It's so inviting there, and I mean that's the similarities. I would say, like it's it's right. really beautiful. So like how like how easy it is to just show up to a new city and um, and and just start getting invited for Shabbos and like getting getting integrated so easily. And, but it, but is it so um, much it, slower out there than here? And for you, who's high energy? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, totally, hundred percent. I mean, what drew me out there were for multiple reasons around work and and you know exciting to share, but. Beyond that, there's you know 100 days of more sunlight, and there's so many so many more options of nature, right. and so it runs in a lot of a slower schedule. 100. percent There's no way. There's no way in the world that I found that matches the energy of New York City. The moment I, I arrive back here in JFK and I get off the plane, right. I'm walking in a faster step. I'm and, just walking and, and fast. It's, and I don't it's even funny. Know why. And it's funny because we, you and I, always joke that people like me and you are either working 18 to 20 hours a day or focused on work. You know, even if we're not physically at work, where, you know, our heads are at work 18 to 20 hours a day. Is it different out there? You know what? Not, yes, yes. In some ways, I'm learning how to work um, smarter than more. And, and not, so I'm, I'm finding ways to, to be able to, like, facilitate to grow and it's, it's awesome over here i feel like there's just like the buildings you walk down like you know the wind hits you because it's so it's so narrow and thin like you hit that there's like that sort of tunnel right. there's a tunnel vision in la things are just open and wide and for me it's allowing me to just open up and and, and with more space to to grow and to also take you know take better care of myself 
where in New York City, I felt like I really was working, working, working. Over there, I'm finding a lot bigger balance between wow. work and play. Isn't it funny how the environment does that to somebody? How the environment forces you in a certain direction, both mentally and physically? It's interesting. Oh yeah, totally. It's it's um, you know the, that's also that famous saying, the, you know, show me your show me your, the five people that surround you, I'll show you your future. So like yeah. where you find yourself, the people that's who true. you interact with will definitely um, play a big true. role in and uh, how you are and who you show up to be. Well, I thank Mayor Kay for the big announcement this morning that he'll be flying an NSN Nahum Siegel Network flag for 26 miles as he goes through New York. On the uh, first Sunday. Ah, it, uh, no. You gave it away I with gave, the whole NSN onesie. I, gave, I uh. gave it away. That's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, folks, whether he is going to dress in anything NSN or not, we are encouraging everybody to support Mayor K. Uh, TeamLifeline.org. TeamLifeline.org. Mayor K is going to be able to do it. He'll be able to do mile 23, 24, 25, and 26. All of them. He'll be able. I'm really putting the pressure on you now. Go to teamlifeline.org. Teamlifeline.org. You want to search for Mayor K under participants. If you're searching by first name, it's M E I R. If you're searching by last name, it's K A Y. Uh, well, um, enjoy your few days in New York City, Mayor K. Obviously, you'll be back at the beginning of November. And a real pleasure to speak to you this morning. And good luck with this. I hope that a lot of our listeners come through with donations. And I hope that people in general help you achieve an amazing goal for the marathon and an amazing goal for Team Lifeline. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It's really great to be back. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing you soon, Malcolm, in, in, in the real world. Give you a big old hug. And for all those who are listening, have a wonderful, great day, and Shabbat Shalom. There he is, Mayor K. Shabbat Shalom to you, sir, and thank you. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Again, a reminder, TeamLifeline.org, TeamLifeline.org. There are a lot of participants, and I know that people in this audience probably know uh, 30 or 40 participants in Team Lifeline. Uh, the list is amazing, but we are uh, promoting and, and helping to support Mayor K. M-E-I-R-K-A-Y, M-E-I-R-K-A-Y, give generously, make sure he gets to the finish line with an amazing total and uh, an incredible effort and a lot of support uh, behind him. Uh, at the New York City Marathon. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, JM in the AM. Malcolm Honline normally with us Friday mornings. He is traveling, not able to join us this morning. He'll be Hashem return next week. Malcolm Honline, the weekly update, the 15th of October, 7.40 a.m. Eastern time right here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in all week long, including Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning from Florida. Don't forget, this coming Monday night, We'll be visiting Beth Israel Congregation down in Miami Beach. Roy Bixen is ready for us, I think, <laughs> if anybody's ever ready for us. Uh, Roy Bixen and, uh, and his wonderful congregation will welcome us at 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. this coming Monday night at Beth Israel down in Miami Beach. That'll be Tuesday mornings, JM in the AM. And then Wednesday mornings, JM in the AM will be from the legendary Hebrew Academy with Roy Guttenberg and company. That's going to be Tuesday, which means you'll hear it Wednesday morning right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Baruch Levine. Well, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, best place for brand new Jewish music is us. Right here at J.M. in the A.M. Brand new, literally, hot off the press. Brand new eighth day at J.M. in the A.M. Big moment, the hour makes you golden. 
you didn't ask, but you were chosen. It's not where you've been, it's where you're going. The last rung on the ladder, you're the queen of batter. Every clock that ticks is telling me, this is our time, lucky hallway. I'm a good volcano, oh my no, I'm going to lay you. Oh my, you're for you, do say no. Oh my, you're for you, do say no. Lucky, lucky, are we? Lucky, lucky, are we? Playing our notes in the symphony, making the world what it's supposed to be. Lucky, lucky, are we? Lucky, lucky, are we? Finding our way in the history, living right where we're supposed to be. Your mother's pushing strollers to beggars and high rollers. This holy puzzle's coming clear. Every last piece is needed Long here. Long soldier, Uber driver, part-time graphic designer. Any clock that ticks is telling me this is our time. Lucky our way. Oh my God, you're okay. Oh my no, you're going to lay no. Oh my God, you're so sane. Oh my God, you're so sane. J.M. in the A.M., brand new, literally hot off the press, a brand new album entitled Lucky, brand new single entitled Lucky from 8th Day here at J.M. in the A.M. Friday morning on this era of Shabbos, Parshas Noah, candle lighting 606 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. This time each and every Friday, every era of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader emeritus, congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Wow. Tomorrow we have Parshas Noach. As we are taught in the fifth chapter, Pirkeavos, Asora Doros, Me Noach Le Avram. There were ten generations last week from Adam to Noach, and now we span another ten generations going from Noach to Avram Avinu. During this time, Interestingly, Noach's name appears three times in the very first verse. Ela told us Noach, Noach ish tzaddik, right? Eswelokim is Noach. And what does that mean? Says the Meshachachma, that Noach lived in three different times. He lived before the Mabul, he lived during the Mabul, and he lived after the Mabul. There's so much going on during these uh, 10 generations. We will focus quickly on number one, 
the door hamabul that was washed away by a kodesh baruchu, the door haflaga that which scattered, which allowed Avramavinu to come. Because prior to the building of the tower, the Torah says the entire world was Safa Achas Udvarim Achadim. They all thought one way. There was no way for a man who was thinking very differently, going against the tide, a monotheist, to even be considered, other than the fact that now that people are dispersed and they have different languages, they are open to different ideas. Hence, what we find next week, Hanefesh Asher Asubacharat. Now, let's get back to Parshas Noach. I'd like to focus on one point, namely the Korbanos that Noach brings. Right after the Mabul, we're told literally he comes out, and Vayiven Noach Mizbeach Lashem. Noach builds a Mizbeach. And the Medrash on Vayiven, this is in Bereshis Rabbah, um, Perik Lamidalid. What is Vayiven? Nisbonain. From the word, not just to build, but Bina, to understand. That just as we had last week, Vayiven, Hashem takes the Tzela, either the side or the rib, from Adam, and he builds it. And not only does he create woman from that part which was taken from Adam, but Vayiven, he gives her Bina Yesera. Woman had that intuition and that special knowledge that man does not have, which is why, interestingly, girls get Bar Mitzvah at the age of 12, and boys not until they're 13, just as Vayiven there has the connotation, say Chazal, of Bina, here too, Vayiven Noach. Noach builds an altar as soon as he comes out, and he understands that, what? Two by two, the Torah tells us, in the early part of Noach, the animals from all over the world come to Noach. So we didn't have to go to Antarctica in order to get the penguins. They came on their own, marching two by two. Interestingly, Chazal tell us that we had it first. Today, unfortunately, when one travels and goes to an airport, one has to go through a metal detector. We had it first that the Ark had a moral detector. What does that mean? The only species that were allowed on to Noah's Teva were those that had stayed moral within their own. But the Torah tells us, ouch, at the very end of Parshas Bereshis, next to the last verse, the Torah says that Hashem has decided to destroy, blot out, Man, who he created, from man to animal to creeping things. So why, if man sinned, why the animals? So Rashi quotes from the Bereshis Rabbah, and this is in chapter 30, I'm sorry, 28 of Bereshis Rabbah. Av heim darkam. The 
animal world as well became corrupt. Now this is something which is so difficult for us to understand, but so powerful. The man's actions have an effect not only on himself and mankind, but man's actions have an effect upon the world around him. And therefore, man's immorality actually led to the immorality of the animal world as well. And you found, you find that just as the Torah was so careful to tell us in the first chapter of Bereshus, Liminehem, 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 which means in accordance with their own kind, Hashem created each species of animals, the domestic animals, the wild animals, the birds, the fish, everything was created liminehem. And unfortunately, as man became corrupt, Rashi says again in this week's parsha, chapter 6, verse 12, ki yishchis kol basar, that all flesh, unfortunately, had become corrupt, says Rashi, afilu even the animals, niskokin, unfortunately, were attracted and mated, l'she'enon minon, to those that were not of their species. And therefore, Hashem says, this has to be literally erased from the face of the earth. Interestingly, the Torah goes out of its way. There are so many miracles associated with the Teva, with Noah's Ark. For example, the Ramban says that, whoa, if you look on the surface, the Torah tells you, how long was the Ark? Shlosh meos amos, 300 amos. An amo is a foot and a half. That's approximately 450 feet long. Whoa, that's bigger, and I'm not into football at all, but it's much bigger than a football field, which is fairly large. And so why is that? To give us the impression, ah, it's natural. Says the Ramban, ten arcs, ten, listen to this, could not house all the animals. Hashem was good and kind to Noah, but Hashem is always maktin. He literally plays down his miracles to give man the opportunity to say, sure, it was a natural thing, but it was miraculous. So if it was miraculous, the Torah tells us that there were three decks to the ark. The bottom one was for the garbage, the middle one was for the animals, and the top one was for man. With all the miracles going on here, that there's enough room in the ark, it could have been that the middle deck, which is where the animals were, it would have been one big room, and all the animals could have stayed in that one big room in the, quote, social hall for the year's time. And they would have all behaved 
However, that's not what the Torah says. The Torah says that kinim teva. You are to make compartments because we have a recreation of creation. That just as by creation they were separate, now two they're going to be separate. So you have two by two that come; those were moral. And now Hashem says to Noah, "Go on your own." And take, this is the Ramban who points this out, go and take seven pair of kosher animals. It doesn't use the word kosher. It says those that are tohor, those that are literally pure. And Rashi tells us that we're talking about um, those that will be what we call kosher in the future, which teaches us that Noah studied Torah. Okay, now watch. Hashem doesn't tell him why. He goes and he, quote, fetches them himself. The Ramban says to give him more schar for the mitzvah. If you remember that in a few weeks when Eliezer comes to the well and he sees, wow, the water came up by itself for Rivka the Tzadikas. But yet, when it comes to Rivka complying, and giving water to Eliezer, for that, she had to do the drawing herself. Why couldn't the water come up for this as well? Because coming up the first time for herself, that was not any kind of a mitzvah. But now that she's doing it for somebody else, there you have to work for the mitzvah. We shouldn't complain. Very often, if we have a schar, be it schar halicha, or other kinds of tircha, for the performance of a mitzvah, just know, don't look for it, but when it comes, a mitzvah that's done with greater tircha is certainly w- worth much more than a mitzvah without tircha. Hence, Noah gets these seven pair. Hashem doesn't tell him why, but Rashi tells us that Noah on his own, and once again, as we started, Vayiven, he understands and he builds a, quote, Mizbeach. So the first thing we learn from this, my friends, is to realize the profound effect of korbanos. Unfortunately, we don't yet have the third Beis Migdash. But just remember, in the very beginning of Perkyovos, we're reminded that the world stands on three pillars. Al-Torah, Kimilas Chasodim, that's right, and what's the one I skipped? Avoda. Avoda is really korbanos. Today we have our prayers instead of, and we just, yesterday, today is Rosh Chodesh, okay, Thursday. And what's happening today on Rosh Chodesh is we said Musaf, the additional prayer, and we prayed to Hashem that we should restore that third base on Migdash, that we can actually bring these korbanos. But there is a profound effect upon korbanos, because after all, as soon as Noah brings this korban, or korbanos, Hashem tells us, Hashem whatever that means, I can't translate it, because Hashem has no nose, but yet he smelled the sweet savor, and what does he say? I will no longer ever again destroy mankind. So do the carbonos work? Yes. Do they have an effect? Yes. What's going on here? I'm just going to suggest two very important points. Prior to the Mabul, and this might be one of the reasons that Man literally was on the level of animal. He treated animals with the same way that he treated man. Adam uvehema. They were literally like one. Number one, man could not eat meat till after the mabul, 
when God gives Noah in chapter 9 in this week's parasha the permissibility of eating meat, all of mankind were vegetarian. So be it that, or unfortunately because of the immorality going on, there was this hashva'ah, there was this terrible equality of man and animal. And perhaps that is why, unfortunately, man had to be um, reduced, eradicated, mankind, from this world. And we begin the new world by Noah showing that animals are there for the purpose of serving God. They are for working, they are for carrying man's burdens, they are to assist, but man has this superiority over the animals, and perhaps a carbon is teaching us that when man acts like an animal, really, like the Ramban says, man should be brought to the uh, Mizbeach, and man should die. But God was good to us, and we offer an animal, listen carefully everybody, to atone for the animal part of us that sinned and acted, quote, like an animal. That is number one. But we see the importance of korbanos. And so every day as we complete the Shemona Esrei with the bracha of Ritzei, restore korbanos. Like we said today in Yalev Yavo, And she, we take our three steps back and we pray Migdash. We are asking for korbanos. But finally understand that Noah realizes that if he has a little bit more, meaning these seven pair, I've got to do something positive with it. I'm going to channel it back to Hashem. I'm going to bring korbanos. And he's teaching each and every one of us a very important point, that any and all talents, resources that we have, don't just keep it for yourself. What is that? If you have extra money, it's because Hashem gave it to you for you to give staka. Thank God you finished paying your tuition years ago. But I have a couple of extra bucks in the bank. I go to my local yeshiva and I say there have got to be some families that are struggling with tuition. Let me pay for them. Oh, that's using your resource in the positive way. You're retired, you had a little bit more time. There are some families where mommy, daddy has to work, but oh, there's carpool. Go to the school and say, can I carpool once, twice, three times a week and be there and help a family. You're going shopping for yourself anyway. Call your local rabbi. He'll give you the name of one or two or three families that are shut-ins and you'll call them. What can I shop for you? What can I bring for you? You're not just going to bring them their food. You're going to bring them a great smile. You're going to show that people care. You're going to learn from Noah that when you have a talent, use that talent and channel it for Hashem. Wow, there is so much in Parshas Noach which is so relevant for our uplifting of our lives. Shabbat Shalom to all.
Yisrael Juskowitz and Lachadodi. Shlomo Katz before that with Prog. Hey, attention all Floridians. Those of you who are old ABA fans, remember to team the Floridians? Gosh, that a long time ago. Anyway, uh, those of you who are Floridians, guess what? We're in Florida. Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to be recording Tuesday morning's JM in the AM with the Beth Israel congregation down in Miami Beach. Join us, West 40th Street, Miami Beach. Beth Israel Congregation, Rabbi Bixen and company. 
will be there starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time until uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time. That's Tuesday mornings, JM in the AM. On Tuesday, we go to the Hebrew Academy, the legendary Hebrew Academy in Miami Beach. And we um, we um, broadcast, or I should say pre-record, Wednesday mornings, JM in the AM. So Tuesday and Wednesday will be from Florida. Those of you who are there Monday night, come join us starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. At Beth Israel Congregation, very much looking forward to it. Friday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Avrami with Saturday Night Seagull tomorrow night. Matis with JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time this coming Sunday morning. Always live and always amazing. Uh, so make sure to be tuned in Sunday morning. That's the real way to start the week with the Nahum Seagull Network. With Saturday night and Sunday. Um... Mazel tov to those completing Maseches Beitza in uh, Dafyomi. That happens Sunday. Monday is the start of Rosh Hashanah. Candlelighting 606 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. And thanks so much for tuning in to JM and the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog, sausage, and deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets Nationwide, try A&H today. A special shout-out to Ralph Rosenbaum, chairman of our New Jersey Jewish Unity Initiative, or I should say New Jersey chair of our Jewish Unity Initiative. Ralph is going to be joining us down in Florida. It is a JUI official journey. Uh, and a big thank you to um, Ralph and the Rosenbaum family. He is, uh, again, serving as chair, uh, New Jersey chair of our Jewish Unity Initiative, and he'll be with us down in Florida as we bridge the gap between our communities up here and uh, the Floridian communities down there. We're doing what so many Americans have done over the last 18 months. We're heading to the Sunshine State. (laughs) More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. Yankee Lemmer with that Zmiros medley. He's trolled Juskowitz before that. Uh, we're heading to Florida, as many of you know. <laughs> you've heard the big announcement or you've seen it on social media. We're heading down uh, to do Monday. Well, we'll be appearing Monday at um, the Beth Israel Congregation under the leadership of Rabbi Bixen. We'll be there Monday 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. That's one way to join us. And then, um, and that show is going to be Tuesday mornings, JM in the AM. And then Tuesday we'll be at the Hebrew Academy. And uh, that show is going to be, uh, is going to be a Wednesday mornings, JM in the AM. I'm here Monday, please God. Please God in studio right here. So, you need to reach us. We'll still be in the New York area Monday morning, Nahum at NahumSiegel.com or any of the traditional methods. Don't forget, Matis is uh, manning the fort Sunday with JM Sunday uh, of Rami tomorrow night. Plenty going on. Kedem presents the Arab Shabbos show that's happening at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Um, thank you, Mark Zamek. Kedem presents our Arab Shabbos music mix all through the afternoon. Final hour at about 5 p.m. Eastern Time later today. Make sure to keep it on the Nahum Siegel Network all day long. There is no reason not to stay tuned in to us until candle lighting. Time to say good job is with Journeys at JM in the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the Single Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing day and an amazing week here at JM and the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, don't forget, Mark Zamek coming up at 10 a.m. with the Arab Shabbos Show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, plus a lot of great programming today, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, all the way until candlelighting time. Um, Saturday night, Seagull tomorrow night with Avrami. Sunday, it's JM Sunday with Matis, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Monday, we're back here at JM the AM. And get ready, Florida, Monday night. 
We're at Beth Israel Congregation starting at 7 p.m. I hope you'll join us. Come on by and say hi. Have a fabulous Shabbos, wonderful weekend. Till Monday, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.